welcome back everybody to pop 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 culture podcast as always i am the la nerd joel reeves and sitting next to me as always is taylor salen hey how's it going joel it's going man it's uh a couple days after christmas and mm-hmm. one day before new year's eve indeed how was how was your holiday season it was good. It was good. Been really busy. Uh, been writing a lot, of course. Saw a lot of movies. Oh I didn't get yeah. to see every. There's been a lot of movies this uh, this December in particular. I would say too many movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would. I, I mean, I would shit. agree. Yeah. I would agree. Um, Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so yeah, I saw. I've been seeing a bunch of movies. Uh, obviously, did Christmas and stuff, which was cool. Yes. Um, it was a little bittersweet this year because um, you know, obviously, I got a. I got married this year, and uh, my wife and I unfortunately had to spend, not had to, but due to certain circumstances, spent oh, Christmas a- apart. Oh, I was wondering why you weren't in the selfie with Don. Yeah, well, we, um, we, it, you know, uh, she basically, her brother was um, was graduating from Fire Academy, yeah. and uh, her brother lives very close to her parents, obviously, um, so... It kind of made sense for her since she was going to be up in the area there anyways. Right, yeah. To stay up there. And for me, I would have went up, but, uh, you know, my mom was basically all alone this Christmas. Yeah, and well she's we don't a big want Bobby to be alone. Exactly. And she's huge on the holidays and stuff, yeah. so I wanted to make sure to, you know, spend some time with her. So it was a small Christmas, but a good one That's for me. Good. I was actually yeah. I was actually telling my family about Don. Uh, oh, really? Don is uh, Taylor's wife's uh, <laughs> stepdad. He's and, awesome. Uh, he is the craziest motherfucker I've ever met in my entire life. I think he drinks more than I do, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. He will pour you a tequila shot, and by the time you're taking that tequila shot, he will have two more shots poured for you, and you have to take them. Oh, yeah, especially uh, around the holidays. Oh, he's a, he is a hoot, and I was telling my family all about him because it's who I aspire to be when I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. As if I'm not an adult now. Yep. Yeah, Christmas was good for me. I don't think anybody my dad's side of the family subscribes to this podcast, so I can talk a little bit of shit. Um <laughs> My mom's side of the family is who I grew up with, obviously, the Reeves. Yeah. And uh, we're all super liberal. You know, we're all the same kind of hate Trump, love yep. love to help the world kind of people. Yeah. And my dad's side of the family is very conservative, lives in the Inland Empire, very, very red state, very, very Trump. Which is really interesting because I, I didn't realize, I guess only re- recently realized that there's a huge conservative base in, in oh, Orange County, no, which you absolutely. wouldn't necessarily think. You it's know, just such a case. small voter section that it doesn't Absolutely. mean shit for the rest of the, the oh yeah state. 100%, yeah, one hundred percent. But but yeah. so I get there and he's like, "Oh, come out and see my sweet new man cave that I built." And I was like, "I I fucking know where this is going." And so <laughs> he brings me out in the man cave. It's got some cool elements. It's got a pool table. It's got like a beer fridge, and then it's got the Second Amendment like framed on the wall, and then it's got like fucking oh my Trump God. banners up around uh, like around the whole place up on top. <laughs> And one of them had Trump. Uh, it, it 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 was Rambo, but with Trump's face on it. Yeah, with the gun. Yeah, and like the classic Rambo two image. Exactly. Yeah. And so he, like he brings me and he's like, "Oh, how cool is this?" And I look up and the first thing I say, you know, me being as witty as I am, <laughs> not gonna let some Republican person put me in my place. I go, "Oh, that's a really funny image coming from a two-time draft dodger." And uh, he just goes, "Oh, well, you know, the, who who uh, who uh, who cares about that?" And I was like, "Um." generally republicans you know and, the uh, commander in chief yeah like, you know <laughs> uh generally the war loving party really gives a shit about you know people yeah dodging the draft and oh, he man. and i just immediately was like this didn't go the way you thought it would huh and, and he was like no 
<laughs> I and, love uh, that you called him out on that, dude. And uh, we, d- uh, but great. here's the thing: is like he is he is family, so he didn't like uh, he was just trying to playfully push my buttons. He wasn't yeah. being like a dick about he, it. So yeah, he wasn't throwing a banner in your yeah, face. Yeah, so I. But so it, it's cool that he's trying to show you the man cave though too. So the man know, cave was right, yeah. that. But so I gave him a little bit of shit back, and then we just went back through the rest of the night and didn't mention it once actually, That's which good. is. I think a really good step up from when I was 18 when, like, the Obama was, like, you, you know, when he was running for president. Yeah. It was a fucking... The initial, was, the initial backlash, so to speak. It was a war zone at the yeah. end of Christmas because they were just like, oh, you think he's going to win? But mind you, I have, like, a political science degree, and I'm like... I was like... Uh, you're, you're pretty well versed like, in I'm politics. Pretty, I've, yeah. I've been really into politics since I was, like, like 15. Like, I... Yeah. Yes, I, I do believe Obama has a chance to win. And it was just this massive like fight, and then like yeah. now that Trump has won, they're trying to like shove I feel that like they're trying to shove that in my face. And I'm like, yeah. okay, look, he's not gonna last very long. <laughs> well, just see if he can make it to the end of his first term, then we can talk a yeah. little bit. <laughs> just talk to me after. Let's see how many more people get indicted in his cabinet, and then and then you and oh, then you man. guys can talk to me. Um, it, other than that, I got this. I brought it over for you to see. I'm gonna lean away from oh, the mic. Yeah, here. Got this sweet Marvel year by year visual representation. This guide. thing it's is super cool. awesome. See, this is one of these one of these times where I wish we we, we were video. doing video so we yeah. could actually show people this because Joel brought this over to me um, when he came over today, obviously, and uh, he's definitely going to leave it here for me to look at if he wants oh, <laughs> until got, until I get my Nice Guys DVD back. <laughs> it's got three hundred and ninety. Yeah, it's pages. it's ridiculous. This thing. I mean, it's it goes from uh, I believe from the forties to the from the time it was Timely Comics and all until that stuff. 2018 i think uh, i think it goes to 2016, 2016. but still oh, that's freaking dope man and, and every every year it has um the major characters that are introduced which months they were introduced in uh kind of like the big crossover events that happened that year oh yeah um, it goes to 2016 which would be civil war so yeah talks exactly about civil war and stuff that's really yep. cool because i had seen one of these a really long time ago and this is the updated and expanded version. Yeah. That's why it's got exactly. Civil War it's in funny. It. I actually I love these. I, I'm, I'm sure that some of our um, some of our listeners have these DK encyclopedia books. Right, yeah. I actually have one for Marvel from like the. It's probably from the late '90s, early 2000s. I'd say, depend like uh, based on the like sort of cover design it has. Right. Um. But I I, I got that one. Which is always great resource just for um, just for any time you know you want to learn more about a character. Yeah. But I also recently got the DC one, and those those DK books eh. are freaking awesome, man. For anybody who's looking to learn more about comics or who's just curious about some of the more obscure characters um, in both Marvel and DC, that's canon, a really good reason to get the book. For exactly, sure. and and it's it's really awesome. They have some great stuff in there, so that's cool. I also got a uh, a twenty three and Me <laughs> DNA testing. If oh, you yeah? wanted. If if I needed to know how how white I am, well, you just want to know how much percentage gonna, Irish you are. <laughs> well, that's I think that's why it was given to me. It's yes. Like, are you a hundred percent or like how, ninety? <laughs> how fucking white is Joel? Let's let's all let's all place our bets. My cousin actually did one, I guess, and this is my blood cousin, right? So not like some weird second removed, right? So yeah. he got he got eighty percent Irish, and wow. I'm like, that's fucking insane. You, is I that know, more than you expected? Yeah, because I know for a fact that his mom is like pretty heavily like Norwegian. So like the fact for it to still come back that heavy Irish was like pretty insane to me. So I am slightly excited to get my test results back just because it it w- it it would be cool to figure all that out. Yeah. But l- like I said, it's really just a how white is Joel. Yeah, it's a matter game. of how much, not if. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't expect there to be anything outside of Europe on there. I think it's just it's 
yeah it would be it would be really interesting um i think yours is probably mostly i, I would say it's probably at least 90 percent irish I, I because like the way you, the way you burn and just like the stuff i per like you know just oh, about right. your well, and my irishness being my uh, a mcclanahan and <laughs> yeah and that too <laughs> yeah that is uh i don't know that's like the personal catch-up portion of the show i forgot to do this on last episode so i'm not gonna forget to do it this time taylor okay. roll those sweet smooth jams Wicka, wicka, wicka. Perfect, and we're back from the theme song. I did a little extra wicka on that one for you, Joel. Because you just because I missed last, last time, one, exactly. Right? Yes, I, I, like I did it. three wickas instead of two normally. I dig it. I dig it. Taylor, um, what's what's the news? Well, we got a few things. I mean, it's you know, it's it's December. It's the it's the, the year's wrapping up. Award season's right around the corner. I mean, we're kind of in the middle of award season right now as yeah. far as releases, but. Uh, Hollywood has pretty much shut down for the most part until, you know, uh, the beginning of next year. So there is. You're telling me I'm on vacation right <laughs> now. I don't have any work to do. Yeah, oh. right. That's how you know. Um, but there have been a few trailers that dropped, uh, as well as one particular um, movie that was released that not necessarily had some controversy about it, but um, but uh, was kind of a little bit more underwhelming concerning the pedigree so we'll get a to little, that a little bit well a little bit we'll get to that after we get to the trailers though uh so first uh which which trailer do we want to talk about joel i guess let's just go straight up uh let's just go full-on steam with the bad news yeah uh the hell the hellboy trailer yeah which actually dropped what like right basically right, right after we recorded the last or released the last yeah, podcast it was, it was the day after yeah um which actually i think was a week ago or two weeks ago it wasn't uh, it, was, it wasn't a full six months ago it was definitely a week ago maybe even six days if i'm not mistaken whoa look at that we're back on a regular schedule that's fucking yeah. weird um i'm just kidding it was a little longer than a week fuck you <laughs> um i i've been excited for this movie since they announced it harbor since they announced that um the this is this is going to sound so bad the white dude dropped out and um oh yeah yeah the the whitewashing controversy yes yes yeah. yes 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 and with uh, the with the hellboy reboot right and, and uh, you know i've been excited cuz i think that actor choice is a lot better yeah it was the dude who played ajax in deadpool right and now instead they have the dude uh daniel de kim he's from lost is, right yeah. yeah the guy from lost he yep. is the shit I'm really bad with names. It's not a race thing. I swear yeah, to God. No, totally. I didn't know it was the Ajax guy either. Yeah, I can't remember <laughs> his name. I just know that's who he played. Uh, but I've been really excited for this movie for a very long time. I think my computer just went silent. I don't think it died. I know. I just want to make sure yeah. it's still. Uh, hold on, folks. Oh, hey, guys. Technical difficulties. We definitely won't cut this out. Oh, I don't cut anything out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm too I'm too lazy. It's still recording. I know. It's good. To, it, we're using just so everybody a little inside <laughs> baseball. We're using new recording software today in oh, hopes of getting enough. better quality audio. So, uh so that's the reason why it we're making be, sure everything's good. working, okay? Yep. Um so Hellboy trailer. It came out and it was I think it fell uh privy to the DC um fault which is that it tried to be funny yeah. where it doesn't need to be funny. I agree. Well, I mean, there. okay, so absolutely. I think this trailer, like, put a lot of emphasis on, on the comedy yeah. of it. And I, I, with Hellboy, I just think it's a character that um, that isn't necessarily, like, that's not the what you should lean into with that character the most heavily. Like, right. Del Toro's films found a really nice mix of comedy, horror, fantasy yeah. 
you had some action uh, like it was just a nice mix of genres and i feel like uh with this one it's it just it, it kind of leaned a little too heavily like i said into that aspect of it for me it, it felt a little out of place i you know this that's, trailer starts that's all the and comedy then in the dc movies it's and then it's su- it felt like the suicide squad trailer where it's just like a mm-hmm. you get like a big catchy classic pop song yep and then you throw it in there to make it seem fun and like and enjoyable I was sorely disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I still have hope for the movie. I think there's... So, the way I look at Hellboy right now is either this movie is going to be really, 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 really bad, or it's going to exceed our expectations a lot. Yeah, but it's tough to... I mean, like, exceeding my expectations of zero is like... Absolutely. Congratulations, you're average. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm saying I still have some expectations. So, right. for I guess for me personally is what I'm saying. Um, that's more so the case maybe than for you, but... um. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried, you know, to say the least about this movie because it was supposed to come out in January. The release was delayed. Yeah, we haven't seen it. They've been kind of hiding this movie a little bit, and then you oh, also I wonder, have. I wonder why. You also have the sort of legacy that's left behind with the uh, Del Toro's trilogy. Right. Well, never finished trilogy, I should say, yeah. which should have been finished, by the way. So I think you know this um, this movie is going to really be fighting uh, an uphill battle as far as like trying to be successful. That that might be a like an issue for me as well as I think Ron Perlman was able to create a character in inside of Hellboy and it yeah. just the the trailer just kind of sounded like David Harbour in a big red suit. Yeah, well I think I I because I, I just rewatched the trailer right before yeah. we recorded this just for my own posterity to make sure I was kind of, you know, my feeling was, was cemented, so to speak. Um, but I feel like David Harbor looks very, very uncomfortable in the makeup. Oh yeah. Like he, he, there's not much expressiveness. Like maybe that's his take on the character is being a little more drab and leaning into like sort of the little, like the more, um, like introverted, introverted aspects of, of Hellboy. Um, absolutely. The outcast aspect of it. But yeah, it just feels like I love the casting choice on paper of Harbor, but I kind of feel like from the trailer it doesn't it's not quite working for me. Yeah. And it's also I think the make like the design it's it's she hard to unsee the Perlman yeah face when you're lo- the you know the the I don't know what you call it, the face the mask the yeah. prosthetics. Yeah, 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 the prosthetic um yeah, it's I don't just know, the hair looked greasy, which isn't a problem in itself, yeah. but it just looked un it just looked undone. Yeah, but he's again, a little more like coming from us. We work in the film industry. Maybe, maybe other people didn't feel like that, but to me, it felt like a poor job done by the team who was putting the hair together. Not, See, not I purposefully done. Yeah, totally. I think, I think it's, it's certainly a character choice. My question is, is, is it a good character right, choice? Yeah. That's that's the the my thing. You know, I I kind of feel like a lot of the character choices in this in this movie don't quite feel again. I don't want to say true to the comic because I've never quite like actually mm-hmm. I've never been a huge Hellboy fan. So what I know of Hellboy is mostly from the um, the Del Toro movies. But from also what I know is that those movies captured a lot of the aspects of the comic. Yeah, you the know, Del very Toro well. one's going to be a lot closer than exactly. Than so so you know we'll see. Um, but uh, for now, uh, it kind of looks like a dumpster fire. Yeah, I'm not I'm not excited, which is sad because I was very excited for it. Um, I mean, when when's the movie supposed to come out? Uh, April, the beginning of April, like the eleventh or something like that. I can't remember. So we'll exactly. so we'll get another we'll get another trailer. We'll probably get at least one more trailer. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll hold off. I mean, I've already judged it, but I guess we'll hold off further judgment. Are 
I guess my my last question in regards to Hellboy is something we didn't really touch on. What do you think about Mila Jovovich in the movie playing the the Blood Queen? She's kind of like the big bad in the movie. Does that excite you at all? She she excites me. Yeah, they her being in they it. They didn't the necessarily movie. show a lot of that in the trailer. Exactly. So, so I don't. Do you think? I do feel you like it's going to be a third act. Oh, absolutely. Fire. It's going to be oh one hundred percent. But I'm saying if if you see more of that in the in the next trailer, for instance, would that maybe sell you on the movie a little bit more? Do you think? No, because I think the reason they were hiding it in this trailer is because it's like a last stand type. That's true. And it's just going to be bad. That's true. And I was going to say to play devil's advocate, like the effects might still be worked on being worked on. Yeah, that's but fair. not really because the movie's four months out and they're probably already done with the effects in the in post, like in the sound mix and scoring yeah. and all that shit. So we'll see. But uh, moving on, what do, what do we have next, Joel? We'll talk about that Men in Black trailer. Dude. Ooh, yes. Men in Black International. Oh, man. So so for a little context, um, I mean, I don't know about you, Joel, but I'm a huge, huge Men in Black fan, the, the 1998 film that is. I was a Men in Black fanatic when I was a child. Absolutely. Were you, were you, is that to say you were a Man in Black? I was a Man in Black. Metaphorical Man in Black? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that movie came out in ki- right at the, at, at the cusp of my... Uh, my affection for film and i think that that was right around the time when movies started to become you know i had always watched movies but that one in particular i really remember going to the theater and it being a huge phenomenon and it being this just big event movie that everybody went to see and it was a huge it was funny it had great action parents could enjoy it It was a star making performance for will smith in a lot of ways and yeah so i think that um, with that context, I think this trailer is is very exciting and looks to maybe be that movie again for this generation. Yeah, I I will say that I, uh, to be fair, I actually uh, slept on the trailer a little bit. Yeah, I'm and surprised you hadn't seen it. Time, well, I was just because number three I thought was so bad. That's so and interesting. I didn't, uh, I didn't have the heart to like have it ruined for me. Oh man, see. But it. so I watched it for the first time like 20 minutes ago before we made this podcast. Absolutely. And it was hella fun. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's another trailer. What's What's interesting about all the trailers that I just realized that we're going to talk about, and this might give a little yeah. insight into what we're going to do after this, but uh, is music plays a, a key role in establishing the tone of all three of these trailers. It does, yeah. And I think that using uh, that was the Fergie London Bridge song, yeah, London, it worked really. London, it worked, London, yeah. London. It worked really well as well as just showcasing the the, the chemistry between uh, between between Tessa Thompson and uh, Chris Hemsworth. Can 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 Chris Hemsworth do do wrong? It's I called mean, Kingsman and uh, 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 Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh, Snow White. I, I thought you were saying Kingsman and the Golden Circle. Sorry, not Kingsman. That, I meant to say but Huntsman. Also, that was Channing Tatum. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I meant to say Huntsman. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that, so I'm just pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah, that was a bad movie. Um, no, I love I love that they're taking it from a different like um, perspective of the Men in Black universe. Like, there's this shot where. They're talking about how how great of agents Liam Neeson. First of all, fucking Liam Neeson's in this movie. They're talking about how great of agents Liam Neeson and Chris Hemsworth are, and they're showing like this like shrine room, and they're like, "You are the best of the best," and it shows like a very Renaissancey type painting of him and Liam Neeson, and mm-hmm. then the other side of the room is Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones in a painting as well. Yeah, like they're the hero, the right, the yeah. the um, what do you want to call them? The the legends of the MIB. Yeah, yeah. So it just kind of like I love to see that they're trying to put them 
on the same like yeah they're tying they're tying as, it together yep right and it's not like a coming of age tale like oh these guys are trying to make it as a team they're yeah. already saying like these guys are as good as will smith and tommy lee jones and let us fucking show you why absolutely and what's what's really cool too is um is it kind of in a lot of ways fulfills the purpose of the first one at the end you know how we have the f- we have will smith and uh the female agent yeah, what's yeah. her name Carla Fiorona or whatever uh-huh. her name. I, I, guess, I always get her name wrong. But uh, it but just uh, gender swapped. So we mm-hmm. have, you know, Chris Hemsworth or sorry, I should say race swapped in this case and kind of gender swapped. But uh, yeah, I just think that it's it, it looks like a really smart, fun movie. I'm not really sure if F. Gary Gray has ever done a comedy, but I think like this looks really, really fun as far as him delving it into helps, that. It helps that Chris Hemsworth has had so much practice comedically with thor in the past like couple years that and he did ghostbusters while that wasn't funny it did give him a chance to stretch his comedic chops right but i think like just turning thor into like just such the comedy character that he is i saw a lot of those thorisms in the absolutely in the trailer when she's like when she drops the thing on the table and he's like oh you want to get lunch and she's like it's 9 30 he's like perfect tuesdays are tacos yeah (laughs) i'm like if this if he was wearing a cape and he had long hair that would just be a thor joke oh absolutely which some people might say small-minded. I it 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 works for me, so I still find it funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's I think it's all in good fun, and like this movie looks really light and um and kind of like harkens back to. I just hope that they um as I say, kind of harkens back to the original. But I just hope that they keep the aesthetic of like kind of having some practical effects mixed in with digital effects. Right. I think part of the reason why that first movie holds up so well is because a lot of great practical uh, effects were used by the. The, the wonderful, probably retired now, Rick Baker, because nobody does practical makeup anymore. The trailer didn't make it seem like they were going to use practical and that's And that's my one thing. I really wish that they would kind of like harken back to the uh, the aesthetic of the original a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But at I the same time, I get it. it has to do its own thing, too. So It's got to make money. Yeah. Yeah, and well, it's, it's got to it's 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 appeal to kids. You know, it's cheaper to do CGI than it is practical effects these days, right? So they got... Mm. Uh, their profit margins. Sometimes, uh, not necessarily all the time. CG's expensive, I dude. Just, I, I just tried to burp at you in the microphone, and it didn't come out. Uh, sorry. That's okay. You'll get another chance. Um, not much to talk about, because it's the first and only trailer. Um, yeah. This isn't we'll like a trailer more. breakdown episode, so no. we're not really going to like go through it. No, I just wanted to just shed my excitement for that yeah, movie. No. It's coming out in like six months, so we don't really have to it wait that long. It hyped me up, I would say, ten times more than the Hellboy trailer did. So. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really cool. The yep. comedy looks funny. I just I'm just rock hard for Chris Hemsworth right now, dude. Like he yeah. is killing it. And well, Chris Chris Hemsworth is rock hard for you, dude. I fucking I mean his abs are always. That's rock what hard, I'm talking so about, yeah. man. <laughs> so I hope it's good. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't want to hype it up too much because I have a I have a notion of or I have a habit of getting too hyped for movies and then yeah. those movies letting me down. Well, especially cough, like cough, a Dark Knight Rises, cough, <laughs> cough, Iron Man three, cough, cough. Probably any third trilogy movie in the Marvel Universe. Especially X-Men or Spider-Man related. Fuck that shit. Sorry, those movies don't exist. Good. But yeah, I'm not getting my hopes too high, but I'm excited. Yeah. So uh, I guess finally after those two, we had the, uh, and I guess this is a little more uh, like sort of out of the the nerd realm, but still in the genre realm. And that is the uh, trailer for Jordan Peele's follow up to get out called Us. Taylor, this isn't a nerd podcast. That's a pop culture podcast it is but we talk <laughs> about a lot of nerdy shit no, it is a nerd podcast uh no the us trailer absolutely and i think on the last podcast i was 
or the one before that. I can't remember. I was I was saying how much of a love I do have for the horror genre, and I don't Absolutely. get to talk about it enough. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, this trailer is insane in the membrane. It's um, a, it's exciting. It's really cool. It's got yeah. Baku from fucking mm-hmm. Black Panther. Yep, Winston Lupita Duke. Duong. Oh man, and then yep. two kids I don't know their names because they're probably new actors. Yeah, but they'll probably be good. Oh, they're gonna be stars after this, thanks to yeah. Jordan Peele. Well, what did you think about uh, what are your what are your thoughts on Get Out before we jump into our I thoughts liked on it this a lot. trailer? Yeah, I really liked it a lot. It was yeah. one of my favorite movies of last year. I actually rewatched uh, rewatched it. Um, say probably about a week ago. I mean, I'm an Anthony Anderson fan, <laughs> so. <laughs> To have him be the TSA agent? No, that wasn't Anthony Anderson. That was uh, that was um, uh, oh my gosh, people are probably screaming. Lil Rel Howery. That's not Anthony Anderson. That's not Anthony Anderson. No, no, no. He's he's too old for that shit now. Yeah, it's no, it's it's Lil Rel. Anthony Anderson. Lil Rel Howery. Of, uh, from uh, from Harold and Kumar, right? The dude at the drive-thru. Yes. That was an I'm gonna burn Anderson? this motherfucker yeah, down. Pookie. Yeah. No, that's not Anthony Anderson. Um. No, it's Lil Rel Howery, but uh, that regardless, scenes, he's fucking yeah. That shit is, kills it. is great, dude. He's a sex slave. I told you. Uh, but so yeah, I, I love that movie, and it holds up extremely well. And I think the best thing about Get Out is also what excites me the most about us. Yeah, and that is using horror about, as as about, a, about me about and you us. We're touching, holding oh. hands almost right now. Definitely. Oh no, the movie's called Us. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is about us and, and Get Out is the way that Jordan Peele is using um, horror movies as a way of, of, of satire, political, right. cultural, ethical, moral satire, and also kind of exploring really deep themes in genius, these kind of man. like crazy, like high concept movies. I don't like you look at like Mad TV, yeah, right? Like that's what Key and Peele like stemmed from, and then you look at fucking like. Key and Peele, which is genius. Well, and then work. and then and then the, the 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 through line between those two is Chappelle's show because without Chappelle's show you don't get Key and Peele. Right, right. But like you you look at that and then you look at like Key and Peele was like just fucking genius work. Yeah. And then Keanu was, was so good. And yeah, I you know Keanu was funny, but I don't think it's up to par with what he did with Get Out. No, right. I'm saying yeah. like in in like the comedy. Oh yeah, world, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like and then it's just just like he, that's like. For anybody who ever feels like they're not doing enough with their life at 25 or 30, Jordan Peele is what? He's got to be in his 40s now, and he's now just yep. flexing that, like, I'm going to do something else with my life type of muscle. Like, mm-hmm. he's done comedy his entire life, and now he's like, ah, I'm going to make uh, I'm gonna make a racial profiling well, film. Well, I mean, at the same time, yes, absolutely. And then, it, and then it just fucking killed it. Well, as, far, like as, as, far as, as far as writing, yes, he's always been a filmmaker because even on Key and Peele, him and him, those two were no, ma- right, like right. producing and directing those shorts. You right, know what but I mean? it's a so. sketch comedy show. Oh, absolutely. Like, you're, you're talking thematically. Right, yeah, but yeah, then yeah. for him to go up and get out and then we're yeah. a fucking Oscar for I it. I know. That's the crazy part. So like, if you are sitting at home and you're like, oh, man, I haven't done shit with my life and I'm 30, don't worry. you that, You got time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that it still blows my mind that movie got an Oscar. But um, but yeah, I think Us looks looks amazing, and it's hopefully going to be a worthy follow up right. to uh to his previous film, of course. And I think the way this this the, the most the thing that's most impressive, and what I l- alluded to earlier was the way this movie uses that song right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. You got five on it. I'm not sure who the artist is actually, um, but it's obviously something from like the 80s right. or you know like his. His youth and uh, and the way that it uses that melody 
and it's i don't know if you've noticed throughout the whole trailer it transforms into a horror theme for yeah. all the crazy shit they use that right. that dun, dun, and it's just really brilliant and i think that it's a really really great sign of what what's to come for that movie as far as quality is concerned this might be just me reading too much into get out in in relation to this movie but yeah. i love that they set it up at the beginning like lupita and um I'm just going to call them M'Baku. M'Baku. Um, they're, like, on vacation with their family, and they meet these, like, like this white couple. Yeah. And then they kind of try to make the white couple – I feel like they try to make them seem like the antagonists. And yeah. And then when the people show up on their front yard and yep. they're like, oh, it's probably the white people. Again, yeah. Like, it doesn't get out. Yeah. And it ends up being copies of themselves. They're, like, mirror, mirror dark versions of yeah, themselves. It's yeah. It's cool, and I feel like – I feel like that's got to be purposely done in the trailer. Like, hey, oh, it's, oh, hey, it's that Get Out dude. It's probably about white people again. And yeah. then it's like, boom, nope, yeah. it's something totally different. One hundred percent. Jordan ain't no scrub. Yep. And he's gonna make another <laughs> yeah, kick-ass fucking Jordan movie. Jordan Peele ain't no scrub. He's gonna make another kick-ass movie because he's a fucking genius. It just makes me think about um, that uh, that Key and Peele sketch with him as Obama, and he's going, "Hello, hello," and then all oh, the one, yeah. I, uh, dude, it's so good. He's he's half black. Oh, yeah. what's up? What's yeah, up? Yeah, what's up, brother? <laughs> I love that so good. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen that, just look up the 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 Key and Peele Obama sketch where he's going in and shaking everybody's hands. It's uh, it's pretty brilliant. Not to be confused with the anger translators. Oh um, yeah, no, yeah, of yeah. course that's a, that's a different. Well, there's several. There's so many Obama. <laughs> um, I don't know what to say about this trailer. It is a it is 100% horror, which I didn't know going into it. Yeah, and it is copies of themselves. It's a mother and a father and two kids. It's copies of themselves like show up on their front lawn of like like this vacation home, mm-hmm. and they like terrorize them. Yeah, and um, kind of like the strangers, right? I- exactly like the yeah. strangers. And then there's a quick flash of this shot where there's like rabbits involved. And when I th- see rabbits in cages like that, I immediately think of cloning, like medical so, testing. Yeah, so like my shit. my first thought of of this is like they're clones. Maybe mm-hmm. they maybe the people showing up are originals or they're the clones and they're trying to take their lives yeah, back. Yeah. Something, something like tar- trying to take the life back yeah, or take over the life is probably the theme of, or, yep. or the, the plot of the movie. Yeah. 100%. That's, I mean, that's the way it seems. I love that there's a certain mystery about this and, uh, you know, this is definitely one that I'll be checking out hopefully opening weekend, if not definitely in theaters. Uh, just real quick. My friend Kyle Swarbrick texted me, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is going to win Oscar for best picture. Not probably not true. No, but we're gonna talk I, about Spider Man later. We and will. I, I th- loved it. I, I think loved that it too. that's good. I'm glad Kyle. I loved it. I actually saw it again today, this morning, and I think it it should be nominated for Best Picture. But with Black Panther in the running, it doesn't have a chance. I think I think he was being facetious. Of course, but uh, it's worth it. I think it's I think it's worthy of being we'll nominated get there. for Best Picture. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other trailer looked dope as fuck. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really all we have for news, right? There's, there's not really much more going on right now. Has well, what has? Um, oh, we do. Mbaku done other than this and Black Panther? I don't know if I've seen him. In um, man, long. there's something else, and I can't think of it. He, he's, he, he's uh, fairly uh, has a fairly small filmography. I right. know that, but um, but there's something else, and I, for the life of me, can't think of what it is. I love the Black Panther, and the tr- from what I saw in the trailer. I liked so yeah. Just fucking let's keep putting him in more stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, dope. Yeah, well. So uh, I guess the we'll the last about us the more that yeah we learn things. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I I feel like just really quick before we jump into the next thing, I feel like this is the type of movie that I'm sold. I don't need to see anymore. Like I don't want to know anymore because then I feel like the the um 
the trailers are going to give more away and it's like just going to be um Yeah, but I'm a trailer fiend. I know that's the problem. But we'll see. I f- I feel like uh this is one of those that I'm kind of already sold on. I'm sold on it too. Yeah. But I want to see m- more. Yeah. Well, that's oh, give that's me more. That's part of these four, Joe. No. Um so the f- the finally finally the last piece of news um we have is uh this little movie. Oh, this movie did. Little thing. Bad. Yeah. So did you hear about Well, I guess we should tell. What what is the movie we're talking about? Holmes and Watson. Yep. The much um anticipated reunion of John C. Riley and, and Will, Will Ferrell on the silver screen. I feel like before I had seen this movie, well, I mean, I haven't seen this movie, but before this movie had come out, yeah. I would have said that they could do no wrong. Yeah. And it seems like they have done wrong. Yeah. I've been reading nothing of reports of nothing but reports of people walking out of the theater. Mm-hmm. It has zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, it it, it had uh, it had a zero percent right now. It's at about six percent. So you had those. So one dude. Liked so, it. so you know how there's those trolls that will go into a hundred percent movie right. and bring it down. There's also those trolls that will bring it up from a zero percent. <laughs> yeah. So this movie is apparently utter trash. Yeah. Which is not surprising to me because when I watched the trailer, that is exactly what I thought. I said, this movie looks like fucking trash. Yeah, the trailer was pretty bad, but I had hopes that it might, like, there might be something in there. Um, uh, So a little quick uh, side note on this as well. Did you know that Sony tried to <laughs> they so tried, to sell, they it to tried to sell it to Netflix and Netflix said no. Netflix. And that's coming from someone who bought the Cloverfield Paradox. Netflix deadpanned them and went, nah. Yep. We're good. Thank you. And they have the thing is is they had the balls to release this on Christmas. I feel I kinda, like I kinda like Cloverfield Paradise. It was not I think good. we I think we we may have talked about this on well, the podcast, but uh here's a little spoiler for my worst of list. It's the worst movie of the year in my opinion. Fuck you. It is not yeah. the worst movie yeah, of the year. Was that last year? Mm-mm. That was this year. It was twenty eighteen Super Bowl, dude. <laughs> it was, was almost a year ago. This year fucking seems like it's been a thousand years. I know, there's a lot been a lot of stuff. But, I had um, nothing else to say about this movie. I just wanted yeah, to talk I mean, shit there's, about there's, it. There's, there's nothing really to say other than to pretty much stay away from it at the yeah. theater. There's so many more good things you could see. Go see Vice. Go see. Don't go see Tales to Marwin because I heard that's a dumpster fire I as well. That's bad too. Um, which sucks, man. I really it's wish. That's the 80s Robert Zemeckis. I really wish Robert Zemeckis could just like find his footing again ah, after he, all the shitty he, animation he movies, movies he did. Anymore. Yeah, he's still he's still stuck in the digital space trying yeah. to get out, and his doppelganger's directing all these crappy yeah, movies. Yeah, he, he has no idea what the fuck to do. Yeah, he's still stuck in a volume somewhere in Burbank. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, no, it sucks uh, balls, and don't go see it. Yeah, even though we haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of things that I'm going to say suck I'm, balls. I'm, I haven't seen I, Justice League. Oh, man. And I feel sucks. like you need to watch it, dude. It's a, uh, it's a travesty of cinema, but I feel Somebody like... Somebody told me that about fucking Batman 5 Superman. It needs like, oh no! You have to watch it, even though we know it's bad. And I regretted every single yeah, second. Yeah, but of you it. didn't. Yeah, dude, this is this this is much shorter. I'm not. I'm. I, I refuse. I refuse to do it. And Joss Whedon also ghost directed it. He he directed like the last. There's like, Whedon, dude. Minutes. There's Whedon, There's Whedonisms in there for sure. I'm not gonna watch it. I, I I'm surprised that that wouldn't like rope you in as big as a Whedon fan as you are. No, because Age of Ultron fucking sucked, and I know. He's not. He is not a large. Have you blockbuster scale type director? No, he isn't. Have you seen Whedon recently? Have like, I seen like, him? Like, like seen a picture of it, him in a video recently? I saw him at Comic Con. 
this year. I like talked to him. Dude, he looks bad. What? Man. No, he looks. Fine. I saw an interview with him. He was at the. Uh, I think it was in the the Inf- Infinity War premiere. He looks like he's gained tons of weight, what? and he this, looks this, he look like super unhappy in the this interview. This picture's from there. July. He lo- he looks fine. That's a, that's me and him at the Hilton Bayfront. Uh, well, the, maybe July. it was maybe it was he was just working or something all week after maybe, the, before yeah, the no, interview. I saw because in the interview I saw, dude, he it was at like a Marvel premiere or something, and uh, and he looked fucking like burnt out. Like he's just tired, you know what I mean? I would, I, I could believe that he's burnt out. He's, he's working on the new HBO fucking series yeah. that he's got. It's called Space Titties. A Joss Whedon. Is it really uh, called no, Space it's Titties? Not called that Space would be titties. great. I I'm thought just, you were serious there for I a second. I feel like every Joss Whedon show would be better if it was hard R on like a on like an HBO type platform. And so now he's gonna get HBO, and That's HBO's cool. known for just like putting I dig that titties in their show, right? Yeah. So space titties, right? So I just made the correlation between yeah, Joss Whedon doing sense. space shows and I really HBO wish doing titties. I don't know if it's ever gonna be possible now because um, what's his face from Firefly died the um preacher guy shepherd shepherd yeah thank you shepherd what's his wrong glass wrong glass thank you god i can't believe i forgot his name uh because ron glass unfortunately passed away a few years ago but uh but i would love it man if hbo or like disney or somebody would just fucking just fulfill the dream baby just fulfill the dream baby have you seen nathan fillion lately i know but it could you could jump 15 years forward in time you could jump forward 15 years in time the characters were great in Firefly, but the premise, the world, is what made that show truly special. Oh, yeah. And you could easily do a season where it's a, uh, where it's like, um, uh, uh, like a handing off the baton season, where you have Nathan, an older fifteen-year-old, yeah. na- older Nathan Fillion, Marina Backer, and have all those people come back, and then you could, some of them could, you know, maybe die or like move on, to leave the show, and you have new characters brought in, and some of the old. Wash ca- is like, already dead. I know that's the other thing. <laughs> that's the other thing is wash. Um, and the movie kind of tied things up in a way that is like I just wish that somebody had. Have would you do that. seen any episodes of The Rookie? No. It's so it's it's wait it's is Nathan the rookie Fillion's new show? On, no, yeah, no, I haven't. I want to say CBS. It could be NBC. Yeah. I forget which one, but like he's looking pretty chubster. He is. He's not going to fit into those space tights anymore. No. Not to say that being chubby is bad, but you're not going to be. No, but he's not going to be Mal Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to be Mal Reynolds looking like that. Um, hey, man, everybody thought uh, Harrison Ford couldn't do Indy at 62 or whatever he did with Crystal Skull, and he yeah, pulled it off. Could, yeah, but did he? he? Nobody questioned that, like his age in that movie, but it was a lot. True. I know what you're saying. But, but the point CBS is CBS or NBC, whichever one, I'm going to have to look this up. I should know this by now. They'd given Nathan Fillion a lot of fucking love, dude. Two guys were on the pizza place. Mm-hmm. Got fucking. He was in like some, uh, he was in like a soap. He was in castle. Mm-hmm. He's in this. He's, he's gotten a lot. He was in oh, yeah. desperate Housewives. I mean, he's always been a TV actor he though too. He has so. that, that series or I'm sorry, that cable network has given him so much fucking love mm-hmm. that for a second, I was like, why are you doing another fucking network television show? And then in my brain, I was like, if a network television was just constantly giving me leading roles in TV shows for, it's a steady for, paycheck, for no dude. reason, it's a steady paycheck. I'm not going to say no. It's a steady paycheck. That's why a lot of t- uh, actors like do TV. You know what I mean? Movies yeah. are hard. Um, but yeah, okay, so let's let's move Somehow on. Somehow we got there from Holmes, Holmes and Watson. Yeah, well, we were just uh, BSing. Sorry, um, we're only at 40 minutes. That's not horrible no, compared to not. us. Yeah, it's it's pretty good for normal. So what do, what do we what do we want to talk about first as far as our main sort of like uh, – what is it four or five things we have here? I think we should go with one of these two first because I because I okay. just completed you it pick. last night. 
so Taylor and I were like, dude, we're going to fucking podcast on Saturday night. I was mm-hmm. like, hell yeah, let's do it. And then I was like, wait, the f- two things I really want to talk about at this podcast are the Spider-Man PS4 DLC. Of course. Also, I feel like we've just that, that's all we've been talking about is Spider-Man PS4 on this podcast. So <laughs> Insomniac, if you want to sponsor us, we are. Oh, yeah, we'll take those. We uh, accepting. W- we'll take those review copies of the right. second game yeah, that exactly. comes out. And I wanted to watch Bandersnatch, the Black Mirror movie special before mm. we came. And I hadn't done either of those of things course. as of Friday. So I was mm-hmm. like, I will do them both tomorrow. You had homework assignments. I gave myself a homework assignment. Yeah. And literally yesterday I completed Spider-Man PS4 DLC. There you go. And I watched and completed all of the endings for Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Yes. So let's start with PS4 Spider-Man DLC. Okay. Because I feel like I started with the bad news with Hellboy, and I want to start yeah. with the good news of Spider-Man PS4 DLC. Okay. Well, what did you think of uh, like the whole all three episodes as 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 a whole? I think as a whole, I think it was super cool the way they were able to tie the characters in. Mm-hmm. Like in the first one, um, Black Cat is trying to steal from Hammerhead. Yeah. She, you know, she gets the the hard drives or whatever, mm-hmm. and that bleeds into the second one where yeah. Hammerhead is like taking control of the crime families yeah. because of these uh, the hard drive things with like the money shit on them. Yep. And then it ends in the third one with like, you think he's dead and he comes back and he's like, bah, ha, ha, I'm a robot. Yeah. And like, um, I think it's really cool how they tie everything in and like Black Cat comes back in the last one. You think she's dead. Surprise, she's not. I Spoilers. wasn't surprised by that. Well, no, but like. But yes, I know it's they, the, pay, the payoff they of it. Meant yeah. that to be, yeah, 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 of course. To be a surprise. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. Black Cat, I think the world... I think Black Cat and Spider-Man's relationship doesn't get enough um, love. Love. Yeah. It's always about Gwen Stacy. It's always about Mary Jane. I think that him and Felicia Hardy have a very special romantic relationship that a lot mm-hmm. of people don't uh, appreciate. I'm sure. She's a, she's one of the people in the comics that one of the few people who knows his identity too. Exactly. And even if Mary Jane does know, she's not a superhero. She doesn't get it. Yeah. Him and Black Cat go out on adventures together. They fight mm-hmm. crime together. I think they really understand each other mm-hmm. i think it's a very special relationship and a running joke in the dlc that i fucking loved was that she lies to him and tells t- tells him that hammerhead has her kid yeah and he's like Which, and he's like wait we've had sexual intercourse without and a condom he, and it Is makes it you question kid? right oh yeah. it's so good and it's like this whole I time you think that. like maybe maybe peter has a kid with the fucking black cat turns out she's lying the whole time because she wants to steal because it's so black cat that's right. why <laughs> she wants to steal the last hard drive yeah and so on and so forth but like i really enjoyed their banter mm-hmm. um the turf wars which is the second one i enjoyed as well it wasn't my favorite i think the first one is my favorite still yeah turf wars was cool i like um his interactions with uh the cop Blanking on her name right now. Yuri Watanabe. Yuri Watanabe because she becomes... Wraith. Wraith, exactly. And I really... You see a lot of that her becoming... That They never show see, her in the costume. Yeah, you see that you turn, though. see a lot though. of the turn in her where mm-hmm. she tries to kill they're a bunch of bad guys. She She's like becoming Wraith They're basically the laying the groundwork for the sequel. Exactly. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. It was too heavy on like the godfathery type. It was less of like Spider-Man fighting supervillains as it was like Spider-Man just like being a cop like yeah. he just helps Spider the, cop. yeah he just helps the police take down like the mob which is yeah. like yeah it's a part of his life when he's fighting hammerhead but like spider-man is supposed to be fighting like super villains like, oh of course but like i think i think to to jump off that point really quickly i think that's also kind of what makes it interesting because you usually see spider-man 
like defeating the villain, but nobody really ever asks the question what happens after. Right. Because there's still crime in the city, like after Kingpin or uh, Doc Ock or whoever's defeated, you know. So I think that's there's something to be said for that. But at the same time, yes, there's not like that that um, there's not a lot of stakes, you know, in that sense. The overall like danger of the city stakes, you know. Yeah, I just I I guess I, I it was too much everyday life for me. Yeah. Than it was like being Spider Man, and then that's not how you spell that. And then um, the third one, uh, I think I liked the least. Um, Silver Sable, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, it's kind of hard. Sable. The fact that they tried to make us care about her country, we don't see. There wasn't yeah. even a fucking cinematic about it. Yeah, they were just like. Oh, these weapons are being sold to her home country, and there's I, civil war. And I don't like, think so I don't what I don't think we're supposed to care. I think what I took most away from but she that was the lead of the third one. Oh, absolutely. I but what I'm saying is the most what I most took away from that was um, the fact that that's the reason why she was gone and uh, during the main game, right? And B, that's the reason why Hammerhead was able to do what he did in the because second right. one was I mean, because she wasn't around. So I understand, but they I also see that, make it but a they don't. Story. Yeah, no, they don't try to give you the, like to 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 like give you a, like a sense of the plight of the right. of of the people of that country. Also, I'm not buying it that she can go toe to toe with Spider Man in a fight. Like, um, I would say with the tech, I would say her tech gives her an advantage. Aside from the gun, she doesn't have any of but the. But she has her hello. She doesn't have the jet, this shield. No, but thing. when they go, they like you throw fisticuffs with her, and she yeah. like holds her own. She's oh, not wearing the, the exoskeleton little, little suit. Bo- bo- boss fight, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, she's not wearing the exoskeleton suits that Hammerhead's men are. Yeah. But she's still able to. She's got the speed for some. Yeah. Like, for some reason, she's able to like fight. That's Spider-Man. true. I didn't really think about that, but I do get that. To yeah. be fair. I'm not like I said. I'm not a huge Sobel, Silver Sable fan, so I've never really looked into like if she has superhuman abilities or not. Yeah. But I was under the impression that she didn't. And um, yeah, I'm not sure. But um, I'm neither, not, yeah, I've never I'm been a huge Silver it. Sable fan either. But what I really liked was the fact that they were forced to team up. And I think I, did, yeah. I think the cinematics of I, them, I like, that part. like when 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 Peter puts his hand up for a high five and she denies him. And like it's just like sort of that. Oh, that was very sp- that was very Spider Man. Exactly. Like, uh, like you left me hanging. That's that's what I'm saying. It's stuff like that that I really appreciated. I don't think it like, I don't think she's really meant to be a super depthy character. She's basically a plot device to help you defeat Hammerhead. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it says abilities, skilled to hand to hand combat, and in the use of firearms and knives. So she's got yeah, a exactly. Ability. She should not be able to throw blows with. Yeah. Exactly. Ab- ab- he would knock. Not. He would knock the shit out of her. Or if not, because he would never hit a woman like that. He yeah, would at true. least be able to jump around, like web her up or there's something. There's no way she's making contact with hits. Like, yeah. there's there's no way. Um, as a whole, I think this should just be a short one. As yeah. a whole, I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna w- always want more Spider-Man PS4 yeah. game since it's one of the best things that ever happened to Spider-Man in a long time and the video games. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'm wondering if they're gonna. The fact that they named the DLC package makes me believe that it's not going to be the only one. Yeah, like the it's called the city that never sleeps. Yeah, I believe. I'm hoping we get more before so the too. second one. I it could so just be too. me being greedy. Like I could just stop being a greedy piece of shit yeah. and wait for them to come out. Well, with the it's also game. about them being greedy too, whether or not they want to ah, do another DLC. Very true. Um, yeah, no, I liked it. I I recommend everybody should play it. Absolutely. So I think I think I echo that sentiment. I think it's worth. Let's put it this way: 
if you have the game, you're going to want to play this DLC because it's going to basically bridge the gap between and it obviously depends if there's more right but uh it's going to bridge the gap between what happens at the end of this game and what's going to happen at the beginning right. of the, that game oh, and there's I, all the things with miles and stuff too throughout the DLC. absolutely like that, you yeah. have you have i think one of my favorite moments is when he calls miles calls and he's like uh i'm in the hospital i jumped off a bridge yeah. like that's so miles you know yeah. what i mean like it's perfect and uh the moment when in the in the third part where um He's like, Miles, do you know physics? And he's like, why do I need to know physics? And he's like, if basically like you need to know physics so you can swing around the fucking city, you he dumbass. Teaches him what a pendulum is. Exactly. And like, yeah, and then, and then even at the end, um, oh, the ending, you see Miles in a Spider-Man mask, and they, exactly, and, and so they jump off a one of a thing together. Yeah, exactly. They jump off a building, and and his his uh, what do you call it? His spider training or whatever. But uh, I think the second game, what's going to happen is 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 we're going to see Miles as Kid Arachnid, which is basically like uh, Spider-Man's like sidekick right. type thing, and uh, which is interesting because normally, uh, at least until recently in the comics, when they brought him into the six one six, that he's right. been in a different universe. So right, this is going right. to be see interesting to see how the game plays that out, but. Um, uh, I think in the third game we're probably going to actually see Miles take over as Spider-Man proper, and yeah. we'll probably see Peter Parker either retire or end up, you know, I think biting the dust. I think so too, which is which is perfect though. It's always it's always tough for me to agree or even comment on something like that because I love Miles Morales. I've been reading Ultimate Spider-Man, you yeah. know, when he takes over. I've yeah. I I but love the character, but but it's not Peter Parker. But it's fucking, <laughs> but it's fucking Peter Parker, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to have like and that's why Spider Verse was so great. We'll yeah. just talk about that. Yeah. Is it was a Miles Morales? It was a Miles Morales movie. It Absolutely. was about him, and he deserved it. And it was yeah. fucking one of the best movies of, of the entire year. Absolutely. But to start this series with Peter, like I yeah. just, I just want, I just want it to be Spider. Like totally. Miles can hang out and be Spider Man yeah. too. That's what I'm saying. Two. I think, like, yeah, I think you'll, I think you'll have moments in the second and third. I guess what I'm saying is, I think it, Miles is going to end eventually. He's going to stay a side character for probably the first trilogy if they end up making three of these games, which they probably will. And then you'll, they'll probably end up passing the torch to Miles. Oh yeah, uh, from Peter after that, which I think is perfect because they've. I mean, basically, 2018 has been the year of the Spider, anyways, in my opinion. It, it really with with has. with. Spider Geddon, the big crossover Spider-Man crossover that happened this year. You have Into the Spider Verse. You have Infinity War with Peter Parker becoming, becoming a, an a, 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 on film. That's yep. like a huge moment. And then of course um, the PS4 game, which yep. is uh, like a, a, I mean, between Spider Verse, Infinity War, and the PS4 game, a whole new generation of children are going to be inspired inspired by Spider-Man. Inspired. Inspired. Inspired by man. It's great. Um, so I just think it's really exciting. And yeah, speaking of Spider-Verse, I, I, like I mentioned earlier, I saw it again today and I can confirm that it is the best superhero movie of 2018 I and easily the most important movie, uh, of 2018 in my opinion. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. I cried a little bit inside and, uh, you know what? I got a little, so I, that was going to be a confession and I bitched out at the last second by saying inside. I cried. Yeah, I cried no, outside. I'm not gonna lie. It got a little. It got a little dusty in the room earlier when at the end, where it's just it's just such a fulfilling movie, you know. And not I think even the, the end, dude. Just the begin, just everything oh, about just, it, like yeah, it's fucking Spider Man. Yeah, 
It is. If we talk about how Chris and Pine plays a, oh like original I love Peter it. Parker, the the the, the, the OG six one six Peter, oh, so and then he's like, "Oh, this happened," but we don't uh, we don't uh, think about that. We, we don't talk about those <laughs> yeah, movies, which is great. Um, Fucking Spider Man three. Yeah, seriously, that was the biggest middle finger to that movie of all so time. So good. And uh, I, j- you know, I think, you know, the idea of a sp- of Spider Verse in the comics is a really, um like complex uh like really it's a really tough idea to make palatable and i think the movie really like boils it down makes it palatable palatable because they didn't know how to make it palatable they were just trying to make money yeah they're just trying to do a bunch of different versions of spider-man yep that's why absolutely make sense of yeah absolutely and i think this movie really like boils that idea down to like its core and like really makes it easily acceptable but it also just tells a good story yeah. with Miles and Peter and Spider-Gwen and all the other characters and it also just manages to like really be a quintessential representation of all the corners of Spider-Man lore. Oh. And the I think doing Miles all those so things good. it's just like dude, how how do you accomplish so much with the movie? You know what I mean? It's right. it's incredible. But yes, I agree. The stuff with Miles is really the heart of the movie, you know what it's I mean? So and that's what's good. when he first gets his powers and his and his like his like hands get stuck in Gwen's hair. Yeah, and, and then like, they, yep. <laughs> going through awkward puberty. Like, yep. sp- I'm sorry, he goes through awkward like spider puberty moments. Yeah. Like, I think it's puberty. <laughs> it's so good, yeah. man. And like, I love. And here's the thing, actually. And you know what? This is something to me that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Just, but this is in my own brain. In 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 a live action film, say Spider Man <coughs> Three, cough. Um, <laughs> you put too many villains into a movie, you yeah. fucking hate it, right? Yeah. In this movie, we had fucking Prowler. Mm-hmm. We had Kingpin. Yep. We had Scorpion. Yep. We have a lot of villains in this movie, but for some reason, it works. Well, it's be it works because they really only focus on one villain, and and in my opinion, Kingpin is is kind of played it like uh, like sort of portrayed as the main villain, but right. in reality, for me, the main villain is Prowler because that's what ultimately matters to the emotional emotional core of the story. Right. Yeah. In uh, a lot of ways, like I. I I just really think that they they didn't need to delve into the backstories of all these characters, right. which they didn't. Like, for instance, Kingpin. They spend 30 seconds doing a flashback to Kingpin's backstory, and that's all we need. And the movie totally sells it. Like, you which don't, is why I think you Homecoming is so good. That's what I'm saying. You don't question no, that. There's no origin story for Peter's fucking powers. Exactly. And, like, people know that. And, and even even with that small instance of where they flash back to, to Kingpin, like, almost killing Spider-Man right. and the wife and the kids seeing and them running away. And then it's it's just so effective. And you don't need any more in that. And, and you know, in that respect, it allows you, uh, instead of trying to focus on three or four villain storylines while your heroes, you're doing your well, in this case, with two or three hero storylines. Right. It allows you to just focus on the heroes and really develop their character, and I'm tapping the table, so hopefully people won't get <laughs> I see your mic jiggling a little bit. But, yeah, I just think it's 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 just smart, smart uh, filmmaking, you know? Yeah, dude, the scene when he finds out that his uncle's the fucking Prowler and he's, and he's been shot. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 akin, it's akin to Uncle Ben. Yeah. Yeah emotional shit yeah the alleyway and his, scene and his fucking dad shows up yeah and even yeah man it, oh, it's just so good the way that scene plays out too like the way he pulls the mask back down over my like to make it less like yeah personal for oh man but you knew he would have never done that too i, I don't think 
I don't think he would have ever done that. But you don't think so? I don't think so, man. I think his connection to Miles was too much. But I think that's what's brilliant about the movie is the way it layers all those relationships into one another that feels right. cohesive. There's so many movies these days uh, that just try to do all this stupid shit. And like, for instance, to something else I'm going to touch on a little bit because I know you haven't seen it, but Aquaman. Aquaman does a lot of extraneous bullshit that it doesn't need to do classic, in terms of classic characters. Classic DC bullshit. And there's bro. like there's like three storylines that are that don't really connect, and they only tangentially connect by the. And it's just like this is Did just you ever a expect such anything a else from DC. No, of course not. But I'm I I just seeing that and then seeing into the Spider Verse. Right. It's it's amazing what these guys were able to do with the. Can script. we talk about how Sony made made a good Spider-Man movie? Yeah, that's on their on their own, nonetheless, yeah, without on Marvel. Their, on their own, that's fucking weird. But that's me. what I'm saying, dude. Chris, uh, Phil Lord, and Chris Miller are uh, are, as far as I'm concerned, the reigning gods of animation. They really are. Um, in at least the uh, in at least in the the 2010s. With Prowler being uh, somewhat of a linchpin in the Spider Verse movie. Yeah. Do you think? And I know that uh, Far From Home is going to be set in Europe and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the Donald Glover cameo was Ooh. just a Easter egg for fans, or do you think, or do you think Donald Glover is going to come back and become the Prowler? I think because it's he was playing. I I know he was. He yeah. was playing that character. Yep. Uh, I think it's a little bit of both, right? So I think that they did that as a uh, an Easter egg to the Donald for Spider Man movement, which happened you nearly a decade ago oh, now, which is crazy that that I was, was a decade ago when almost. That happened, yeah. Shit is crazy. Um, and then you have uh, um, the oh my god, I totally forgot where I was going with that. I got I got too excited uh, th- excited thinking about Donald for Spider Man, yeah. but I think that 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 was. Um, that was done intentionally to to make that reference. But I think that Marvel, Kevin Feige has always said that we think about making what we're making now and we'll figure out the rest later. So I think they left that door open to themselves. That's, that's kind of how we do this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I think they left that door open for themselves yeah. to, to walk through it, to open it, to open that door if they wanted to. But Good. that's not to say that that door will ever open. You know right, what I right, mean? right. So I think there's a possibility. I It's it's. I don't think it was done intentionally to pay off later. I think it was just a reference okay. in the moment, something funny, and also to give Donald Glover a role in the movie, right. which is, I mean, yeah. you can't really can't go wrong there. So, um, child, man, the scene, <laughs> Bino, the the fucking scene where Jake Johnson's Spider-Man, who is the alternate dimension, yeah, Spider-Man meets Aunt Peter May. Peter B. Parker, yeah, when he meets Aunt May. And he's mm-hmm. just like, oh shit, I don't think I'm ready for this. Yeah. And Aunt May's immediately like, oh, you're an altered dimension, Peter Parker. Yeah. What's up? And it's yeah. like, she's, she's like, cool, Aunt May. She is, uh, she is accustomed to this yeah. Spider Man shenanigan bullshit. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, sure, her, I mean, it's, it's her nephew, but her son, essentially, yeah. her son is dead. Yeah. But she's not torn up about it. This just mm-hmm. shows that Aunt May's the fucking G that she is. The rock and she's rock and like, Peter, Pe- yeah, Peter Parker's life. She's like, what's up? I knew you'd be coming yeah. because, of course, you would because my son's life was fucking. Yeah, well, that and hell. and all the three other spider people were already there, so right. they had she she for her it was just a matter of like when, when is he coming? Yeah, when is another Peter coming? Yep, right? Yeah, exactly. And it was uh, it was man. Yeah, it was really a powerful moment. I think too when 
at the end when he when you know the whole the whole third act peter's like i'm staying i'm staying like i'm gonna do this and you realize that he's doing that just because he's scared to to, to, go, to, back. to go back to mary jane and i think that that moment that moment of of johnson's performance where he's like i don't know if i can do it you know and right. like where he's miles holding him and he's about to i think it's just such a beautiful moment i will man. say in a in such a beautiful moment uh, in what i thought was a near nine out of ten perfect movie yeah. The fact that story wise, yeah, that's a beautiful moment for him to be yeah. like, I trust you, Miles, to do it by yourself. Yeah. But also as the responsible, like adult spider person. I know. You're gonna let the kid who's been Spider Man for like for like two hours forty <laughs> minutes try to save the world. I know that's I get that's fucking irresponsible, but, but Peter it, Parker. It, it is, but at the same time I think like in terms of film language, like you can make that leap oh, and one hundred percent. Like uh, I think that's kinda nitpicky, you know what I mean? Oh, it's a thousand that's, percent. That's 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 like that's being like that's a plot hole, and it's like no, that's not really a plot. Like you know, those but can fuckers you just imagine if like this was real life and Peter Parker was like, I'm gonna go back. Oh yeah, no, it'd be like you, you are the worst mentor ever. And then he falls into the thing, and then Miles dies because yeah. he's a fucking child. And yeah, or Kingpin breaks his neck in yeah. half, and like, then all the universes blow up, and you're like, good job, yeah, Jay Johnson. That, it's funny. I, that's actually something I thought about today when I was watching the movie. I think it's. I still think it's a, a, a like. A, I gave it a five out of five. I don't think it's a perfect movie. With that said even though the rating implies it's a perfect movie oh, aside from my nitpick right there i had i had well, that's, no that's what i was gonna say i think i think that that transition from when he is um not in control of his powers to when he is control of his uh, in control of his powers happens a little fast i will the, give you that the 30 second like dark night yeah and not batman in screenwriting terms like the dark night it's like oh you've lost all hope you have to turn things around yeah. and that's usually like it's the moment uh what do they like call it the, it's like it's all not, hope is lost yeah, moment it's, yeah it's like the all hope is lost it literally happens from like okay we left the window his yeah. dad shows up to the door and then 10 seconds later he's like yeah i'm spider-man yeah and like, totally what? and I, I see that but at the same time for me i would have rather had that like quick of a a transition into that instead of spending like having a movie that's like 15 or 20 minutes longer trying to like show those moments you know i may have wanted a longer I, I movie i think part of the reason why the movie looks works so well is the pacing is just break like you the pacing is really the good. pacing is really like there's nothing in there that does does not need to be in that movie you yeah. know what i mean so there's shout something out, to be said for that. Shout out to Nick Cage and his oh Spider-Man my god noir. at the ambiguity of your moral actions. <laughs> I love when he's got the rubies who's like this is blue and yeah. like no it's red. <laughs> This is blue. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like, I will figure this thing out when he goes back. Out. Yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I I, 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 I fucking love Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, dude. It's just I'm over the moon about this movie. My family is notoriously lazy, mm -hmm. and I tried to get them to go see this movie twice while I was home. Uh, for Christmas, tisk, I was there for tisk, a week. Tisk, I could not family. get them to go twice. We, I I got them to see Upgrade, but that's because we didn't have to leave the couch. Yeah, you guys just went to short Red review. Box. Loved it. It was awesome. Oh my god, we all liked it. Yeah, look, Upgrade's um, amazing. But tried to get them to watch it. I still really want them to watch it. Jenna still hasn't seen it. She yeah. is excited to watch it. So I wait. Uh, I Spider Verse. To, yeah, yeah. So I get to see it at least one more time. With there Jenna. you go. Preferably, I want to try it in 3D. Yeah, that's what that's that I I agree. I wouldn't mind doing that either. Yeah. All right, Spider-Verse we'll talk about. What's next? Um, well, I mean, I guess we could jump right into uh into Black Mirror if you want. Wait, hang on. Isn't Bandersnatch that Doctor Strange guy? Isn't that? Mm, no, that's Cumberbatch. Oh, gotcha. You, you were close there, Joel. You were gotcha, close. Gotcha, gotcha. Coming a 
Come to Big Bandersnatch. Is that Come to Big Bandersnatch. Is that is that not his name? That's what it is. Uh, Black Mirror released a movie well, ahead of their season five premiere. I wouldn't call. It, would you call it a movie? They they call it a movie. Would you call it a movie though? After no, I wouldn't call. Would it you a movie. call it more? It's more of like an interactive experience, right? I wouldn't even call it good. Really, it was all no. right. Interesting. Okay. So, well, before we jump into this, so obviously we're talking about Black Mirror, Bandersnatch, yep. the, the Black Mirror of a movie. Before we jump into spoilers, because I think it's kind of impossible to talk about this uh, unless we get into spoilers, but no, we'll would you, would you, you haven't seen this yet, would you recommend listen. it? Would you recommend it to someone? Yes. Okay. Short answer. Yes. Okay. I would as well. I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's worthy of someone checking out either, whether you're going to love it or hate it. I think it's worth checking out. I would recommend it solely based on the fact that something like this has not really been done before. Yeah. At and least it, in this medium. R- right. Right. Yeah. And I'm a huge choose your own adventure book fan. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get into why I was kind of let down by it later, but yeah. yes, I would say you have you you have to check it out. Yeah, of course, it's a it's fucking Black Mirror. Anything Absolutely. Black Mirror could fucking release a line of like soaps, and I'd be like, "What's <laughs> in the middle of the soap?" Like, it's a piece of coal. While you wash your body, it changes. I'm like, I gotta find it's, out. It's soap infused with anthrax. Yeah, I, I gotta know. Like, fucking Black Mirror could do anything, and I'm gonna watch it. So yes, I would recommend it. Uh, Taylor's pointing to our beers. Well, I'm saying, do we need to pause for our a refill? I need to kind of pee. We're going to refill uh, before we talk about banners. <laughs> this is so anticlimactic. I know. I'm sorry. You guys aren't going to know the difference because it's just, it's just going to pick up right where it left off. But we're going to take a little break. Yeah, like I was saying, like yeah. you could literally do anything and put Black Mirror's name on it, and I would fucking mm-hmm. be in love. So, of course, I recommend it. Um, the premise is a young man who's making a choose your own adventure uh video game in the 80s mm-hmm, 1984 based, up, based upon a book that his mother left him his called bandersnatch called bandersnatch his mom died in a train accident mm-hmm. he's been living with his dad he meets these game developer people and then shit gets weird and it's weird by your own uh devices right you make it weird you sick yeah. fuck yeah so yeah, I mean, I I just wanted to to give people quick recommendations. To, I think it's definitely worth going and checking out. Like I said, whether you love it or hate it. But with that said, now we're in full spoiler mode. So now nobody can complain about us ruining Band. Is it possible to even ruin Bandersnatch because there's like there's multiple so paths? Things, right. Yeah. I mean, not really. Um, like you and I had a conversation about it, and we were talking about. I think we had discussed some endings that some of us hadn't gotten yet but it's still it's like you don't know how to get there or you, you, you know what i mean like yeah there's not really a way to ruin it unless you just hadn't seen it at all right i mean yes. if you haven't if you've been busy watching fucking bird box instead of goddamn bandersnatch then you deserve to get this shit ruined for you because bird box is just a fucking copy of quiet place and the happening called the hap the the happening place <laughs> the happening place where things happen yeah um so yeah spoilers from here on out you literally what i like is the first they start you off easy your first choice is cereal you either want frosty flakes or you want cheesy no not cheesy it's like cheerios like oh yeah sugar puffs sugar puffs or frosty flakes in particular what i found really really so i think there is like a like a a sense of like dark irony that runs throughout the 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 movie i guess we'll call it a movie just because that's the easiest thing through the movie that is really funny and i think 
especially if you know what you're getting into as far as being Black Mirror and what Bandersnatch is from the outset, which we both were. Um, I think it the way that it handles the first choice is really, really brilliant because yeah. it's like it's you know, it's he's sitting at the table and it's like, uh, which one do you want? And then it does this like really the lighting changes and it's super dark it's and there's like push. and it's a slow push on him. And it seems like this really, really big trivial decision you're going to have. And then it's like, right. which cereal? Like, it's kind of a really funny, like fucked up joke in a way. You know what I mean? It is. I also thought it was a really good tactic to give the viewer 10 seconds to make their choice. Absolutely. That's kind of how I was. I was really curious going into uh, the the film. How are they going to do that? And what yeah. it is, is it's a it's a pre-recorded uh, response from the person asking you what you want to do yes. before you make your choice yep. so they can cut to whatever your decision is. Yeah. And you can tell that it's kind of like a filler. Like the dad yeah. sits there and he's like, well, he's which like, which one? one is do it gonna you? Yeah, exactly. And like it's during each, that 10 seconds. Each, de- each decision is just a long drawn out dialogue from the person asking you to make your decision. Yeah. Or if you're making the the decision yourself, it's like they got you like a close up of you like with a really strained face for ten seconds. Yeah, they, exactly. There's there's a certain shot that they use in each decision that they can easily cut away from. Yeah. while you make your decision. Absolutely. And that is no more uh, easily defined than the first decision, which is the frosty flakes or the sugar pops. Yep. And it's dad just like, well, which one do you want? Yeah, and you absolutely. have ten seconds to decide. Yep. Um, I chose frosty flakes. Yeah. I ended up choosing both, but first I think I chose the, f- which I think they're supposed to be Tony Tiger Frosted Flakes, but I without Tony it, the Tiger. I think in the UK, that's just what they were called. Oh, that's true. I forgot. Yeah, it's the UK. Yep. Um, yeah. So I ended up choosing both the first time. By the way, it should be noted that did, did you, uh, how many times did you go through this? Just, uh, just like. From the beginning once, but I went back, back a lot. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't really care about. The serial decision. So I didn't start yeah. from the beginning. Of well, okay. So, so at a, at a, at a, so w- the thing I learned is you can go, you can go back so many times. Right. At a right. certain point, you're going to hit credits. Right. Um, so at a certain point, if you do, if you want to keep exploring, you do have to start at the beginning right. and do all that stuff again. Uh, but yeah. So I, but I, I went through twice and I would say that there's still even more stuff in there that I would love to explore. But I think that's kind of the fun of it is, is going in and then, I mean, it's like any choose your own adventure novel where you, you know, you pick a path and then you flip to those pages and then you hit the, the dead end. The path could end very abruptly. Exactly. And then you have to flip back and then it's like, okay, what's the other option? So I think there's in a lot of ways, I think this, I mean, I'm sure you noticed, but it's like a super meta movie. I mean, it's a, it's a choose your own adventure movie about a guy who's trying to make a, make a choose your own adventure game. Who's, ultimately being controlled by someone by who's us. playing a choose your own adventure game. Right. It is it is very meta in the fact that you had mentioned this that one of the characters in the movie is aware of all this meta-ness going on. He's a video game creator. Absolutely. And I think I And think if you make a wrong choice, he walks by and goes, "Wrong choice, mate." And yeah. Then, like walks like by you. Like in the the first uh thing where if you say, "Oh yeah, I want to work at the office." Right. But yeah. you don't but you don't but it doesn't send you back immediately. No. He just tells you, like, ah, oh, you made the wrong choice. And then, like, you have to go through, like, five or six more choices before you get sent back to that moment. And it's yeah. like, well, you got to choose the other one now, right? Yeah. And even then, though, you think about it like like a tree. You know, that's, like, one branch of the Right. The, like, well, the I could do that again and do something else. Because there's another branch up now. the road. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. 
So, and I think we had had this conversation. I, I'm, I'm acting much more excited about it on this podcast because we're getting into it. But it's yeah. like, yeah, I, I mean, it's an exciting concept. You as know? a choose your own adventure game, I think it's really fucking cool. Yeah. As a movie, which is what they advertised it as. Yeah. Not as cool. No, as a narrative. It's very thin. Yeah. You don't really know when the ending is. No. Because if you get sent back, is that an ending? Mm-hmm. Or do you have to, or is there an ending for each tree? You know well, what I, I mean? Think like, that's, I think you that's can part find of find an ending, but if you get sent back, is that not also your ending? I think that's okay. So let me jump back. I I think that's part of the point, right? Um, if oh, you jump back, course. if you jump back to to I think the scene in uh, the uh, the character you're describing right. is Will Pol- I think it's Poltier Poltier. His character's name's Colin. We'll go. Yeah, with Colin. Colin. Uh, but his character. Um, it, which is this like video? He's this like superstar video game designer. If you've seen it, he's the dude, obviously, with the. He um, looks like Sid from Toy Story. Yes, with spiky bleach <laughs> blonde hair. Um, and at one point, you choose to you see him on the street and you choose to follow, follow him, him and then you do or to go with, the, with him. You do. Did you choose? Okay, so did you? Did you? I tried to play it like it was gonna be me the whole time, and if I yeah, I'm I'm not gonna do acid with a dude I don't know very yeah. well. So I chose no. And then he but puts then it he, in there. But then he fucking drugs you. Yeah, he I know. He puts it in your tea anyway. And so, and, and so in that whole sequence, that that's basically, in my opinion, that sequence explains a lot about what they were going for and everything else that well, happens. And that's, and, that's, right? and, that's, and that's the wrong choice. Absolutely. Right. When you, when you, so your dad takes you to go see your therapist. And you see Colin walk by. You're supposed yeah. to either but go it's almost, to see the doctor. It's almost like they wanted you to go down that wrong oh, path. A- absolutely. Yeah. Because if you're the cool kid, you're going to go fucking of follow. Of course. You're going to go hang out with the superstar. Yeah. yeah. So, and that that is arguably the wrong choice. And that's where we're coming into, like, is that an ending for you in the movie? Or, in, you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. they tote how many endings there are. But, yeah. like, no, I didn't I, see a lot of See, endings. I don't think that's there. There technically is an ending to that because, A, it that whole path leads to you a jumping off the balcony or him jumping off the balcony Yo. and and that fucking shot where he falls where he, down and just you just and you just see the splat and, like, oh, and then the wife uh, the wife comes over and she just starts screaming and then Colin? and then it cuts to like six months later or whatever and it's like oh the game is uh, whatever right. and um but yeah so i think that that whole sequence lays out a lot thematically about the movie which right. is basically I think the whole point of this is about the illusion of choice. Oh, well, right. Yeah, like 100%. that's thematically well, that's like there's a scene where he's looking at the computer and he looks up and he's like, who are you? Who who's I know well, well, it's, it's the us. Netflix thing. Right, yeah. yeah. No, but I'm saying the whole point of like all those diverging paths is it's the it's the whole idea behind a choose your own adventure. It's it's the illusion of choice. Like you think that going down this one ending is actually might be an ending, but it actually is ultimately leading you back to right. what you learn. And I think one of the one of the things that the show does really, really, really fucking well that I think is brilliant, and this is really what it makes like what makes repeat watchings, in my opinion, worth it. Right. Is that for instance, so like when you go uh to the designer's office the first time and you select uh yes, I want to work with you, right? It, right. You eventually the game comes out and it's and then you go back. Oh, because the game sucks. Yeah, and right. then you have to select no. Well, so that's what but, I'm saying. Like, so every time that the 
the uh, the video game reviewer comes on the TV. Yeah, is an ending is basically. That, is that an ending? That's those are basically the ends of the branches. Is right. the way I look at it. But what I love but is there is the a fact point where you get credits. Yes, there is an ending where the where the movie ends. Yes, but that's only that's. I think that's a time limit. To be honest with you, I think you hit a certain amount of endings and then boom, you hit credits. Because I hit credits three different three different uh, at three different points, <laughs> and it says go to credits or go back. Oh right. Well, I go back every time. Yeah, exactly. And then the second time hold, I went, hold, hold. It's so beautiful. Continue. Um, the second time I went through, uh, it actually forced me to go to credits. Uh, like through oh, a weird. different, I a never different. Got forced to go to credits. Well, it threw it after a certain point. It was through well, a diff. It was through a different path. I got that forced I had to taken, go to credits though. only once because I thought it was the ending. Yeah, it's and that's right. see that's that's what happened to me the first time, and I went back and I got forced to credits after a different one. So that's what I'm saying. I think it's a little bit more complex than that. But the point is, is what I loved about that first sequence and jumping back in time. And and then you go to his desk and he's like, oh, uh, the the program error happens on that right. nosedive game, which, by the way, is a, a reference to the episode nosedive with Bryce Dallas Howard. I think it a is right. A lot of the games are the the one when he's walking in and it's the poster and it's metalhead and it's got the yeah, robot thing. That's it's the, the metalhead episode. It's the it's the robot yep. dog thing that and chases everybody around. Yep, and that's the episode. So David Slade directed that episode in season yep. four. He, he also directed, directed this. this. Yep. yep. So that's his personal and reference. He but Hard Candy. I know, man. And Thirty Days of Night, which isn't a terrible movie. Did but he direct a a Twilight movie? Uh, yes, he did. But so let's, let's not. Let's. let's not that's the Spider-Man that. three of his career. Because <laughs> 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 it was the third movie. Hard Candy's fucking dope. Um, it is. But what I really loved is is the way our main character, when he goes back, he remembers what happened before. And I he think that's what's really he s- he slightly remembers he does. But if yeah, you go back yeah, that yeah. first time, he's the program error happens, and he's he he finishes all of right. that dude's sentences right, right, for right. him. And I think that's something that like really layers all the different decisions. The like, first nicely. time, the first time you go back, and he meets Colin. Colin goes, "Don't I know you?" Yeah, and he's like, "No, I don't think so." Yeah. The, the second time you go back, Colin goes, "Yeah, I know you." Exactly. Like. That's what I'm saying. It's you if if you go back enough times, mm-hmm. things do change. Absolutely. Like and I he think he says, it, Oh yeah, I've met you before. So for You'll instance, if you if you hit two endings on the way to the real ending and that ends that you go back and that ends up informing different ways. like right. I think that adds a, a lot of nice like layering to like you said, a story that's uh, well it's not even really I think the story is kind of interesting. This dude falling into madness about like overwriting this game that's that, and even to make but the meta, no... he's writing the game based on the dude who went insane right. and saw the, the little upside down uh, well, the field goal post yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. thing. The, we call it the choice, the choice branch. Yeah, right? there yeah. you go. Yeah, the yes and the no. Yep. Um, yeah, I, there wasn't a lot of story though. It's like, no, it's it's on a, on a plot level, not really a lot happens. He basically sits in his room like most I of was, it. I wasn't expecting. And to be fair, I don't think I've sat down to try to quantify what I was expecting. But I don't think I was expecting so many broad choices. Yeah, like... I wanted to watch a movie and make a couple of choices here or there. Yeah. Like, we got a choose-your-own-adventure experience. Yeah. More than we got a movie. Yeah, totally. 100%. I agree with that. And, I mean, if you don't want to choose, all you have to do is... So, you know, Charlie... Uh, yeah, Burker, but Booker? they choose for you, and they're going to keep sending you back. No, totally. The point – so 
what they said when they reviewed it uh, is that uh, I think it was THR that did a review of it. And they said that if you do nothing, they programmed the choices to be Charlie Brooker's choices. So what he would pick is what it defaults to if you don't choose anything. Now, naturally, that's going to lead you down some paths where you have to go back. Right. But nonetheless, you could technically passively watch this movie and still get something out of it. But maybe I think it, the enjoyment comes that. from doing that. Yeah, you could. I mean, you just have to sit there and wait for the for the selection uh, screen. That's, to. That's annoying. I mean, not really. You just have to wait out the 10 seconds without re- re- uh, resist the urge to push the, one of the two selections. You know? Resist the urge. To be fair, I was so stoned when I watched it. <laughs> a couple of times I was like, fuck, where's my remote? Oh, no, dude. I was I was writing while I was watching it, and there were points where I was like, oh, shit, I missed this. Like, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, I, The fact that it did well for them, and it's Black Mirror, yeah. and it's a new media outlet yeah i think this is not going to be the first choose your own adventure film quote unquote no that that we see we'll we'll definitely see more and what's interesting is that it knows that netflix has actually been toying with this technology for a while and they've been they've been doing it with their kids stuff yeah with i mean it makes sense because kids want that interactive thing and it's kind of weird they can choose whatever the hell they want yeah but They've actually been th- – that's how they kind of perfected the technology where they've right. got it to this point. And I will say that I think also the way uh, Bandersnatch really played – I don't know if you noticed the aspect ratio changes that it has. So when it goes yeah. to flashback, it's the 4 by 3 right. And then also With the, the way that the menu just folds into the widescreen. Right, I think right. just the technology they, they developed to make it possible to do something like this is really impressive. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm obsessed with Bandersnatch. I want to – Go down every little, you know, corner, every little nook and cranny, and apparently there's five hours of footage for this movie. Yeah, for I, what I is read what is listed hours. as an hour and a half feature. I I think I I think I sat there for three hours last night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about I same here. Got, three or four hours. I think I got most of it. Yeah, is from 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 friend experience that I've talked about, and from review experience. I think I've I think I got. Yeah, most of the choices that I could. Yeah, what totally. I w- one of the ones I really enjoyed was the w- when you find out that your mom leaving was 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 on a set. Yeah, Where, like she walked out the door and then the camera pans back and you're in a in a room that's a like a constructed set and there's lights around it. Yeah, she, like, leaves the house. S- totally. So did you um which which ending did you which endings did you get because there's one ending in particular that Again, i think Again, i is don't know when the endings are got you I got so a, I got a, I, you got to a bunch. me i got a, a, a bunch. fuck ton of endings. yeah so did you get the one where um the one where you find where you go into his dad's room yeah, and you find, and the you find the code and you find the surveillance footage and yes, all that the stuff packs the pacs i think that is meant to be like the main thing the, that he's being watched and right. studied which makes a lot of sense when you go back and you watch that first uh, right. interaction with the breakfast cereal with his dad. Things are awkward. They don't really have a father-son relationship. Well, like the dog is outside do. trying to dig up the dead body that Which you may have buried further into the game. Exactly. So I think there's a lot of a lot of stuff like that that really and see for me that learning that and then going back and watching everything else that yeah. informs everything else no matter which ending you get it could very well be that all the endings are true for right. all we know right and i think that's where it really starts to get interesting in the way that like these different narrative endings like sort of complement and intersect with one another at the end of the day i 
I really liked the ending where uh, did you find the ending where you found the rabbit in time so you go with your mom on the train yes and then you die as a kid yep and then it cuts to him in the therapist's office mm-hmm. and she's like he's dead and yep. it's adult you yep. with your eyes closed he's like, all he did was close his eyes and he yep. died and it's like yep he was i hit that i've hit that twice now both so like times he, so like he was alive and he closed his eyes and we made a choice for him so he died yeah. on like the inside yeah, I think it's well. So like I think it goes. Alive? We'll see. I think it goes back to the to what uh uh fuck. What's the guy's name again? Will Poltier's character. Colin. Colin. Thank you. God, I'm so bad with names. I'm sorry. What Colin says about like the, it's the Pac-Man theory, right? Like right. it's it's one of many parallel interconnected right. universes, which is kind of actually like uh the same thing that Spider Verse is going for, ironically. Right. But um. Whoa, Black Mirror Spider Verse. Um, actually, I mean, it would reverse. be yeah, it would be super like dreary and depressing. Yeah. Spider-Man Noir would just be slicing his arms open and shit. Spider-Man um, Noir is pretty fucking depressing. Yeah, I know. That's what, that I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but so uh, speaking of endings, there's one. Did you get the did you get the 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 one that ends in modern day? With the daughter of the of with the girl who's trying to make. Well, you know, that's that's. That's Colin's daughter. It is. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. So that's Colin and the crazy oh, and it daughter. shows her, and she's like, "I'm trying to remake the game," and it shows her starting to go crazy over with the choice bracket, right? Right. Well, I got so I watched, I watched reviews of Bandersnatch, and it kind of gave me insight to shit that that I didn't quite perceive. Yeah, I didn't know. That's really that's right. Smart. So okay. she is making the game, and when she realizes. She's watching the footage. Yeah. She's watching the Bandersnatch footage yeah. on it. She realizes that it's a loop for him. Yeah. And so you have a choice to put T on or or smash them. Yeah, that's it. yep. She breaks the computer to like f- to like free him. Oh, see, I put pour the T. I didn't do break the computer, so maybe that's why I didn't see that. So what happens if you you just she just pours the T and it just ends. Ah, uh, yeah. In the other one, she like it shows her up and like w- picks up the keyboard and like just fucking starts breaking yeah it shows computer. her it shows her like kind of looking at like why am i like why am i like an upgrade right. like oh you know right um and then you just see her pour it over and then she like walks off and that's it but it implies that like it's some kind of like loop or something of some kind right yeah. maybe she's the person who was talking to him in the past that's saying they were from maybe, netflix yeah. that was fucking great by the way i laughed so hard when the netflix choice popped up and you're like, I'm from the future, and he's all freaking out and so like good. sweating bullet. It's just really funny. I dug it. I dug it. Yeah, it was it was really fucked up funny humor from uh from Charlie Berkeley. Yeah, let's move on from that one. I you know what like, just like any topic, I could talk about this. Yeah, I could I could I could beat the dead horse, but then yeah. they would just be a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> yeah, right. So. Seriously. Well, I mean, there's not really much else to talk about other, than, uh, I guess, than stuff that I've like seen recently that you haven't, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, let me just run through this, and then we'll we'll. Uh, I mean, call I can give my two cents about my expectations. Or sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm I'll make all this stuff spoiler free, obviously, so you won't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. But uh, but yeah. So like I said, I've been seeing a bunch of stuff. I saw. Um, I think that the highest on my uh, my list that you need to see Joel is Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Bumblebee is a kick-ass movie, man. It it single-handedly takes uh a franchise that was uh, basically driven into the ground by Michael Bay, and it it makes Thanks it a fun lot, again. Michael Bay. 
it, I mean, there's not much more to say than that. Th- th- this this movie's really heartfelt. Um, you know, it's got a great little story. It it makes Transformers badass again. Uh, the action is concise and clear. You've got really good character arcs. Like, it's just got a really great script. Fuck yeah. And John Cena isn't completely wasted, so that's nice, too. I told you, I think, in the last podcast that the Bumblebee panel at San Diego yes, Comic-Con yes, was yep. one of the surprise highlights. Yeah, I mean, John Cena has been having a pretty great year after this and Blockers. And, uh, Blockers so I know. I We just rewatched it, and that movie is like, he's really funny in that movie. Like, don't get um, me wrong. The movie is bad. But he's, I thought but the he's movie's really cr- funny. I thought the movie's good. I think it's a, a d- comp- for teen comedies. I think it does something really different, and I think it has a really positive message for for women. It does have a positive um, message, That's and true. I think it also represents a lot of diff. Like it's not just one girl's like perspective. You know what I mean? It's it's like yeah. American Pie f- for this generation in the sense that you have multiple different perspectives. You have the one uh, lesbian. Oh, I guess American it's kind of, Pie uh, lesbian character. You have. I love uh, John Cena's daughter in that. Her name is Geraldine. I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's like an Indian last name. But she is going to be a fucking star. So I'll just she say that really about good. the movie. She's so good in the movie. And have you seen um, The Package on Netflix? She's in that too. And it's it, the who's, movie's... Who's in that? Um, not really anybody besides her that you'd know. Gotcha. The movie's not that good. It's okay. But she is awesome. Yeah. Awesome in that as well. Uh, I also had a chance to see Aquaman. Wah, wah, wah. Well, I will say that wah, wah, wah kind of saves this movie a little bit Jesus for me. Christ. I know. James Wan. It is. James Wan, James Wan and Jason Momoa combined really, really just like do the most for this movie that they can. And while they, you know, it's not a great movie, they do make it fun. They do make it enjoyable. Jason Momoa makes Aquaman badass again uh, for the first time really ever in, in popular culture. It just looks... So cheesy. It is. It's very cheesy, and that's the point. I think part of the reason why this movie works so well is because James Wan leans into the cheese. I think he he you can tell every frame of this film, his love for Aquaman seeps out of every frame of this film. And you can tell that he has an affinity for the character and he doesn't mind leaning into some of the sillier shit. Are you sure he in doesn't the movie? have an affinity for the Warner Brothers money? No, it's not that because, um, I mean, he's been working with Warner Brothers for a long time, but still, that's neither here nor there. Um, and I will say that the script for this movie is fucking atrocious. If you don't have Jason Momoa and James Wan attached to this movie, this is easily the laughing stock of the DCU and the thing that puts Dude, the nail in the coffin. Cate Blanchett's wig looks so you mean uh terrible. you mean uh nicole kidman nicole kidman whatever. yeah no the old, wig the old, wig old white lady yeah the wigs the wigs are pretty bad in this movie i will say that why the fuck did i say kate blanchett i don't know why maybe nicole uh kidman's fucking wig looks atrocious yeah and there there are some really silly scenes in this movie there are some silly things that the movie does but overall i think i I think the moment have you you've seen the trailer right where he where yes, he comes the uh, the classic Aquaman look is revealed. Yeah, the I gold. think I think that is a fucking iconic moment, dude. It is in a the way just the way that moment plays out, like it it's just so badass, and I really wish they wouldn't have like ruined that in the mo- in the in the marketing for the movie. I was thinking Kate Blanchett because fucking Thor Ragnarok was so yes, dope. There you go. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I was like, I knew she was in the superhero movie yeah, recently. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah i i just think i think aquaman's worth checking out i don't think it's people are saying it's a five out of five masterpiece the D- best thing dc's ever done what the uh, these fuck? are D- these are dc fanboys online i've seen it it's it's not a masterpiece it's in terms of quality it's not better than aquaman uh <laughs> it's not better than wonder woman but it is certainly more fun and enjoyable than like I would watch Aquaman over Wonder Woman in terms of like background enjoyability uh, any day. I'm not going to see it until it's out yeah. on VOD. Yeah. And I'm going to have to be, and this is a perfect storm of all three of these things. Yeah. I have to be A, super bored. Mm-hmm. I have to be A, super stoned. Yeah. And I have to be C, super alone at home that no one can ever admit that I watched this movie. <laughs> I got to no, get video evidence now, there's Joel. There's no evidence that I've seen this movie. Those are uh, the only but three But then how are you going to talk me, about it? <laughs> I mean, I, I'll admit it, but yeah. no one else can wrap yeah, me out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, that's that's the way I watched Batman 5 Superman. I was like, yeah. there's no way I'm going to watch this movie. And then I was home alone one day. It was on <laughs> HBO, and I was like super high, and I'd like literally nothing else to do you're just like Ugh. and i had i had oh man have you ever gotten to the hole of just like browsing and you're like yeah like f- an hour later you don't know what I still haven't fucking picked yeah. anything i was like you know what i'll just fucking watch it <laughs> you passed it three times and i regretted it. every fucking second of it yeah batman five superman is rough i would say that this movie is at least enjoyably watchable like there there's some it's it's way less dreary than Batman Five Superman. I mean, I guess we're just five League months for me to tell you my anything. opinion because I'm not gonna watch it until it comes out. That's on, fine. I on, think uh, it's I video. think it's worth people checking out. I think it keeps the DCU alive for now, so which is not the, saying much. So it's the last leg. No, I'm saying it's keeping it afloat. It's the life raft for the DCU. Afloat. And that's Aqua. So my review is literally Aquaman review, keeping the DCEU afloat. I love it. I dude, whenever I can use water puns for yeah. Aquaman, you have to. There's nothing else coming out to help them. Yeah. Do you know what my my next editorial for Aquaman is going to be? Can Aquaman turn the tide Jeez. for the DCEU? Jesus Christ. My editor literally already approved it. That, well, <laughs> as as he should. That's an amazing title. Um, I don't see. I don't foresee anything coming up in their future that's going to help them. Besides Shazam, there's really nothing that they've made coming out in the future. But Warner Brothers could continue making Shazam movies without the DC universe existing. Yeah, but Warner Brothers, like, Warner Brothers does not. Warner Brothers has a department that is a DC films department within there. So it's like like the two are mutually exclusive. The rest of the universe. I know, but the two are mutually exclusive. Like, Uh, you can't have one without the other, unfortunately. Unless fucking Warner Brothers decides to give up DC, which they will never do. If they were fucking smart, they would. Well, I mean, they got lucky with Nolan, so at least we have that. Yeah. I hate it. I know. It's unfortunate. So, yeah, I saw I saw uh, Aquaman. Uh, did you see Venom yet, Joel? I can't remember if you said you did. I feel like we talked about this on the last podcast. Maybe not. But I actually, well, I just watched Venom recently you since got, we've casted. You got the Blu-ray, right? Yeah. yeah. I did a Blu-ray review for Venom. The, uh, the Blu-ray is okay, but the, the movie's enjoyable surprisingly i expected it to be a, a huge trash like heap of garbage basically and while the movie is a fairly large heap of garbage <laughs> not a massive heap of garbage just not the giant island of garbage you were expecting it to be tom hardy's garbage man manages to clean up all that mess and make the movie somewhat enjoyable 
Is that um, is that your next uh, is that your next review title? <laughs> Tom Hardy, the garbage man, cleaning yeah. up the mess of Venom. No, I I think Venom's fun, you know, uh, for what it is. I think Tom Hardy's in a completely different movie than everybody else, but at the same time, he really brings a lot of life um, to a property and a script that is basically basically terrible. Um, and yeah, there's really no reason other than to watch this movie other than for Tom Hardy's performance. But what's really interesting is it's actually very similar to Upgrade, uh, Venom and Upgrade. I liked Upgrade. They do a lot of the same. Well, it's uh, I'm sure you've seen that it's like the Venom voice right, in right. his head, yeah, so yeah. it's very much he's not in control, and it's there's a lot of similarities. People have pointed it out. I actually think though that Venom and uh, Upgrade would be a great fucking double feature. That'd be cool. You I have to watch like Venom second, though. I feel like Venom's not going to ask for permission to take over. <laughs> no. Whereas Stem and Upgrade was like, I need Well, no, he doesn't, he doesn't ask for permission. He just does. And All that's right. part of them coming to terms. But, like, the... I the the thing though too though is 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 uh, Tom Hardy's Venom voice is ridiculously delightful. Like he's just having so much fun with it. So I think there's that. But yeah, Venom's like a terrible movie. That's like a throw. Like it feels like a movie that should have come out in 1995. You know, or like ne- the the Spawn sequel that never. Oh happened, god, kind of thing. You know. Um. So yeah, it's it's. I'm it's, gonna. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm gonna watch it. We just. We I just, would. We just don't let's know put when. it this way. I think. I think if you were to to have to choose be- which to watch first between Aquaman and Venom, I would recommend Venom because at least I think you would get some enjoyability out of that. There's no universe where I watch Aquaman before I watch Venom. And Venom's like an hour shorter than this Aquaman. Ex- there, there is not a timeline that exists. Where Aquaman, I watch Aquaman has Aquaman so first. many fucking characters; it doesn't know what to do with them all. How's uh, how's how's Willem Dafoe? Not bad, but he's wasted. Godspeed, Aquaman. <laughs> Godspeed, Spider-Man. <laughs> I love it, dude. Uh, yeah, no, Willem Dafoe's kind of wasted. Everybody else is wasted besides Jason Momoa, basically. Um, even Patrick Wilson, uh-huh. unfortunately. In a DC although movie, I, although I will say Black Manta is pretty fucking badass. Dude, the alien eye motherfuckers they, in that chase scene look so fucking dude, stupid. They They justify it in a way that works. I don't believe you. They justify it the way it works. Uh, it's impossible. It works just barely, but it works. It's like hanging on by a thread, but it works. Kind of <laughs> like my liver. Oh. At least they tried to justify it, unlike Suicide Squad or Batman vs. Superman or really any DC movie before that. Fair the fuck enough. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. That's all I have. Great. Uh, is there anything on on the horizon that's coming out right now? Uh, the only thing next month is glass, which I'm super Ooh, pumped about. Right. I I I wrote a I I actually don't think it's been posted yet because we're waiting to till the movie gets closer. But I wrote a an editorial on why Unbreakable is 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 an underrated masterpiece. Where can you find that article, Dan? At superherohype.com. Great. Uh, you can find all my other writing there too, as well as all my reviews and my top ten movies and top ten uh, most. Uh, uh, God, I'm totally blanking right now. My top ten, not worst, but uh, most disappointing movies of the year. Oh, great. Uh, so you can find all that stuff at Superhero Hype. But um, I think Unbreakable is an underrated masterpiece, and I haven't actually seen Split yet. Unbreakable's great. I And I have said this. I, I may have said this on the podcast. I feel like 
M. Night didn't know that this was a trilogy until after he made Split. Mm-hmm. And then until he was after. Like, and then he was like, wait a second. Well, he's, he said from the beginning that, that he was going to do that. But like. Yeah. At the Comic-Con can, panel, he was like, oh, yeah, this is always planned to be a trilogy. And I was like, oh, yeah. So why did it take fucking 15 years? Yeah. Well, I mean, the Bullshit. thing you, the thing you have to remember is Unbreakable came out before the superhero genre really blew up i don't think this was ever planned no I no no i'm not, I'm not talking about as far as it obviously it wasn't he had ideas but right. it was never planned it was an idea in his head that he couldn't basically so you know the beast from split yeah the beast was originally a character in unbreakable that he cut from the thing and he decided to make that its right. own movie so that's what he's kind of getting at that with that but i still i think just in terms of being ahead of the superhero genre and being ahead of the curve unbreakable is just like oh. so freaking good man I I'm it's rooting so for him tonight. I've I've hated him for a very long time, but yeah. I didn't start out hating him. No. So it would be really great if I could well, if I could love him once more. Yeah, I mean the the pit of despair for him was um Avatar. was yeah. So I think ever since then he's well, slowly the was pretty bad. he's slowly been in well, yeah, that was the Oh wait, oh wait, in the village also sucked. Well, yeah, but those were oh, wait, all, those, were all, in the water was those were all back to back. So that's what I'm saying is as much as he dug himself into the hole with all these movies, yeah. he's slowly been climbing himself out with all these 2010 movies I that he's been making. I so. hope so, man. I hope so, too. I, I mean, everybody likes to talk shit about Chamalama Ding Dong, but I think he's actually got like some 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 decent movies and he's got chops and he's got some interesting stories to tell. So I I heard a great story from Matthew Perry. Uh on the Graham Norton show, mm-hmm. if you if you've got a ton of time and you've got a ton Crickles of weed, great, yeah. smoke some marijuana and go watch the Graham Norton show on YouTube. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, um, Matthew Perry's telling a story about he's at the Chateau Marmont in Hollywood and he meets M Night Shyamalan and M Night's like we should work together and Matthew Perry's like fuck yeah and they go out and they like he's like hey I'm going to this party after here at the Chateau you want to go and like, yeah and they like go and they party the whole time. Turns out it's like not M Night Shyamalan. It's just like it's just like an Indian dude. Oh, dude, and that's so, awesome. And so, and so Matthew <laughs> Perry basically tells this random Indian dude, he's like, "Yeah, man, we should totally work together sometime." He's like, "Yeah, yeah." And the guy's like, oh, I, I, "I don't know why, but yeah, sure, great, let's do it." <laughs> and like, the, like the funniest part is like nobody ever introduces themselves. They just he just assumes that like he knows that's so funny. Who he is, and he and and he thinks it's M Night Shyamalan the whole time, dude. It's really funny. Life is ironic in many ways, wouldn't you say, Joel? I would say, Taylor. Uh, just th- this is this is the end of the podcast. Yeah. Shout out to my to my boys, the Los Angeles Rams. Oh shit! They're Making the playoffs. Well, actually, uh, first round by. Yeah, they're clinching their NFC uh, playoff berth. Yeah. And uh, I'm really proud of them. I am a I'm a football fan, surprisingly. Um, since I of mean, how big of a nerd I am. My girlfriend's calling me. Should I put her on the podcast? No, don't do that. I'm going to do it. Oh, man. I'm going to do it. Oh, man. Hey, babe, you're on the podcast. What's up? Hi. What's going on? I'm just walking to the train. Oh, cool. How's that going? It's really good, you know? Yeah, great. I was just about to tell everybody how I how I got first place in my fantasy football team, even though I'm a giant nerd. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Okay. I'll come call you later. All right. Great. Love you. Love you, too. Bye. All right. Bye. I bet, I bet, I bet, I bet none of that audio came through. I think some of it came through. <laughs> I can see waveforms on the computer. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a huge nerd and I love football and I won first place my fantasy football team and yep. the Rams are doing good and it's a, yep. it's a fucking good year for football, man. Yeah, absolutely. 
been a it's been a good year overall i'd say for for geekdom even though the year in general has kind of been shitty wouldn't yeah, you agree every second trump is in power well that's what i'm s- kind of getting at yeah but, I mean, it was a great year for movies, dude. Great year for movies. Great year for TV. Great year for Spider-Man. Great year for Spider-Man. And I think that's probably where we want to leave it, right? Beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back next week. Next year. Oh! This is the last podcast oh, of the year, man. This are, is are a, we going to do that lame dad joke? See you guys next year? Oh, God. See you guys next year. That's what everybody does. We will be back one week. We keep doing these month long but last episode was our shortest break so far yep and we're hoping to make it smaller and smaller every time we're gonna do it for you guys until we're just podcasting 24 7 all day 365 no, till the end of our lives until we're bandersnatching and you guys pick yeah. what we talk about hey every second of the day dude, dude, that's gonna be too weird dude how weird would it be to try to do a, a bandersnatch like version of a podcast choose your own adventure podcast sounds like too much work that would be a lot of fucking sounds work. like cereal but black mare you can follow me at I'm the LA Nerd on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Uh, fair warning, I don't post anything on Twitter. So follow me on Instagram instead, Taylor. Yeah, you can also follow me on Twitter at Taylor Salen and, of course, SuperheroHype.com, AgentsNerd.com. You can find me at both of those places, writing stuff, doing things, saying important things, hopefully. Yeah, I feel really bad we're promoting superhero hype so much on this. Well, I mean, it's part of the. Because it's, we're I mean, it, it's, it's posted age of the nerd. It's part. It's part of the. It's part of the. Uh, it's part of the gig now, unfortunately. Hey. So, I mean, fortunately for me, but unfortunately very for age of the nerd. <laughs> very fortunate for you. Yeah. All right. See you later, nerds. Peace.